Welcome back to the Bridge TJU podcast. This is your host, Angela, and today I have a new guest on today. Hi, I'm Eric. And just welcome back to the new semester. Uh, to introduce ourselves again, I am the VP of Marketing for Bridge. And Eric, do you want to talk about your position? Yeah, I am new to the Bridge Board this year as a general board member. Yeah, and he's also a part of my committee, so he helps me out with... Uh, marketing, more of the in-person marketing, while well, I do more of the behind-the-screen and scenes marketing. So I take pictures of events, post that, etc. Um, and one of our other stars, Faith, she helps me out as well. And just what's new with the club, uh, we brought on some new board members, which is great, just because that allows us to take on bigger tasks, delegate more, um, I honestly think it's a great change for this club, especially how much it's grown in the past year. Uh, Eric, how has it changed since you joined Bridge? Um, I could see starting that this year, it's very well organized. And I feel like right now we are like starting out strong. Like mm-hmm. We're not walking, we're running. It feels like um, getting everything done, getting everything ready for Bridge the Gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, look forward to that. Um, next week. Yeah, it does feel like we're going full force. I mean, we had a meeting over the summer and almost, I think almost everyone was there. That was really surprising. We had a meeting with the National, like 10 of us on Zoom. Um, Only a couple couldn't make it, but I feel like we've really started strong in the beginning of the semester. We had a great time in the involvement fair. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some whiteboarding, some questions. We got a lot of people to sign up. We did a raffle. People loved it. So it'll be nice to have some new faces around at Bridge. Definitely. So more on the topic of Bridge the Gap. Um, that's our big event. I think we've touched on it on the past, but just to go over it again, it's an event where... Uh, we really explain to people what Bridge is and uh, the whole point of talking about things, having conversations, learning new perspectives. And rather than there being a right or a wrong, you just have these great discussions. Um, and I believe Bridge the Gap is what brought Eric to the club originally, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was the first uh, Bridge event that I went to last yeah. year. Um, and what was your experience with Bridge the Gap last year? Um, it was, one way it was, like, nice to, uh, talk to other people who are outside of my major, mm-hmm. um, especially, like, with, uh, med students, um, and hearing, like, what they have to say about, like, issues that I talk about a lot in, um, my classes. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely, it was a great event with new people. Uh, last year we had Bridge the Gap, it was the first big event we had, and that's our goal with it this semester, so it's happening pretty shortly in the next couple weeks. Um, and last year we had it outside, and I think that really brought attention because people saw a bunch of tables, music, conversation, there were professors out there, and it brought in a lot of people. I remember there was basketball players there, oh, that yeah. was so <laughs> unexpected, because I think one of the professors gave extra credit. So a lot of those students for that class, and I I believe maybe he was a health science professor or something, because a lot of the uh, basketball players are in within that major. But it was it was nice seeing a lot of different faces. So we're hoping for this year to be bigger than last year. We ordered some T-shirts. Uh, we have a ton of moderators. We're trying to get some student moderators, and we've started planning this 
what was it, like July or August. Yeah, <laughs> yeah our president, Kassir, has been on top of everything. So props to him for getting the ball rolling. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And then getting into our first topic, um, I just want to talk about something I'm learning in my contemporary global issues class, because I was definitely unaware of it. Um, Eric, do you know anything about global aging? Not really, Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> And it sounds like such a simple term, like, okay, it, you know, you can break it down. Aging means getting old and global means the world. But there was so much I didn't know. And it's honestly really fascinating because we had to do research on a certain country with global aging. And I usually, like, I don't know, with my major, I'm health sciences, and I never really do anything political or current news. So this class I wasn't really looking forward to because, like, I, I like learning that stuff. But for me, it's like, why am I spending money to take a class that's not related to my future? It's one of those things. Like, I can do this in my free time. But so far, I've really enjoyed it, and I understand why it's required for every student. It's one of our um, Hallmarks courses. So basically, global aging is a big threat to our society around the world, and I didn't realize how much of an issue it is. Basically, um, I mean, we've, we've only lived a short bit of time, um, but the older generations have definitely seen it. Um, basically the average age is going up and birth rates are dropping. And the reason that's such an issue is that there's so many people in the older generations and not enough new people are being born and brought up to replace those roles in society, especially as we keep advancing technologically, economically, um, and in different places of the world, it's even more drastic. Because, yeah, you see it in the U.S., but it hasn't really hit us yet. But in other countries like Japan, Germany, Italy, it's crazy. And that's, um, that's due to a lot of people leaving the country, immigrating elsewhere. Because if you think about it, like, what do you think the population of uh, Eastern Europe is? Like, it's a bunch of older people, mm -hmm. you know, living their life. And people will go there when they retire, you know. Because all these new people are looking for different opportunities, whether that's in the U.S. or other countries. Um, so, yeah, that that's changing the demographic of the average age. And then another thing is just because of all the advancements we made, people are living longer. Um, so that means they're doing things later in life. Because, you know, like your grandparents, they probably had kids when they were in their 20s. Uh, maybe even late teens, it was popular to get married, have kids early, and have a lot of kids. And now people are getting married later, they're having kids later, and they're having less kids um, kind of because of that as well, and just because you get high risk in pregnancy past 35. But if people aren't getting married until their late 20s, early 30s, you kind of have a shorter window to have children. And also, it's too expensive to have kids. <laughs> yeah. So economically, like, it's hard to support the lifestyle that it used to be. Because, um, like, I can give an example. My grandfather, he's one of seven kids. And both of my grandparents had four kids each. And I don't know anyone now that has four kids current age, like, four kids under 10 years old. Yeah, I can't think yeah. of any. Exactly. But then if you go back like 50 years, everyone had a ton of kids and got married earlier. And 
yeah, so basically, it's going to be a big issue soon just because everyone's going to be living longer. Like, I forget what it was, but children born today are expected to live. I think it was 108 or something like oh, that. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to be around for a while. Um and the causes of death have changed as well. So rather than it being um I mean, we just had a global pandemic, but <laughs> I mean, like some of the ones that were really bad and wiped out half of the population, we don't we don't have that anymore. Um, our healthcare is great. So with all these advancements comes this big disadvancement, global aging. So yeah, it's it's crazy and kind of scary to think about because we're going to be the generation that deals with that. There's going to be too many old people. And that also messes up economically with social security. Yeah, I was just about to like say, like, is that yeah. an example of that? Like, in the I was United just going to say, like, what what are your reactions hearing all this? Because it's a lot. It was like, that was my first thought, like social security, social security. Medicare, uh, people like getting on that. I think, what are you first eligible? Like in your mid 60s, early mid 60s? Yeah, and it, like oh, it went up. Fun oh, fact. It? Yeah. Um, retirement age. I think when you can oh. get social security, it's 67 now. It used to be 65. So just going to keep going because they want us to work later because we're living longer. Um, yeah, basically we're screwed. <laughs> you think it's hard now to find a house and stuff? Yeah, it's it's just going to get worse, unfortunately. Um, and as we age, there's not going to be enough youth to, like I said, take on all the jobs and roles in society as we're expanding. Like we're expanding for a society that's not going to be able to thrive and exist. On another hand, you might think, oh, it's it's good there's less people being born just because the impact it has on the earth. But then again, all these people are living longer and it takes more resources to keep those people alive, especially, yeah. you know, if you're having health issues later in life. Um, but yeah, so in Japan, it's really bad. Um, it's also pretty bad in China, too. Um I'm sure you're familiar with the one-child policy. Yeah. So that really um, messed up the birthing rates for a while because, you know, they were overpopulated. But now they, I mean, the policy's gone, but women in China are still only having one kid because it's the societal norm. And it's also expensive to have more than one kid. But then all these, this youth... Uh, to older generation ratio is not great. So then the average age goes up in a certain region. And in Japan, uh, that was the country we had to research. It's so bad where there's all these old people and not enough youth um, that old people are so lonely and sad and depressed that they'll purposely do something to get them sent to jail just so they can have people. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're committing wow. crimes to go to jail to have human interaction because of how lonely everyone is. It's a big issue. And they're making a bunch of AI. Like I saw they're making AI robots that will keep them company. <laughs> yeah. Like there's all these things that in, um, in Japan, they're also testing out a lot of high tech uh, medical technology. So like glasses that can help people with dementia just because there's not enough youth and caregivers for all the elderly. Because um, the life expectancy in Japan is very high based on their lifestyle, because it's much healthier than the U.S. Mm -hmm. But with that comes a lot of issues, and a lot of the youth are moving out of Japan. So 
yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's scary to think about. It's one of those things where like, I don't want to worry, but I, there's nothing I can do personally. Exactly. It's just like a wait and see type of thing. Yeah, wait, see, and suffer. Like, uh, let's say I have 20 children. That's not going to do anything in the grand scheme of things. Um, But yeah, that that hit me hard learning about it because my professor was almost getting emotional thinking about it because he has children and he like doesn't want his children to grow up in that corrupt society. And, you know, (laughs) I feel like everything we hear growing up is that the world is dying. You know, you hear the environmental things going on and now global aging and economically and this one, this one scared me too. Think of it politically. You think now there's a lot of old people who don't know what's going on and voting for whatever. Now if the biggest demographic is going to be older people. They're going to be the ones running things socially. Oh, that's so exciting. As, <laughs> yeah. So as we get older, it's just going to be a bunch of old people everywhere. And they're going to make you work for longer, too. So we're probably never going to retire at this rate. Such a bright future to look forward to. (laughs) I'm sure that just sheared up your day. Yeah, I think in Japan, um, what they're doing is after people retire from their career, so they're less lonely and to give them something to do. I I don't remember what the retirement age is there. I think it's a bit older, though. Um, They're making them work but like for small businesses and stuff and there's different government programs that are helping. This is to help combat with the loneliness and with the global aging. They're just trying to get more older people to help out since there's not enough youth. But that kind of sucks. Like after you retire, they're like, ah, we need you to come back. You need to do something. If it doesn't, (laughs) I'd be kind of pissed. There was a... We also, we watched a video in class, I think it was in Germany, because it's a big issue in Germany, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to raise the age to collect social security, I forget to what, and all the youth are protesting, you know, like, it's not fair, because, you know, your money's getting taken out for the older people, and now you have to wait longer, and then there's going to be... Uh, so so many issues. There's not going to be enough youth to fulfill that social security to go back to you. Um, so they were protesting it, but it ended up getting passed just because they want to combat ahead of time with people living longer um, by making them work longer. So if you're going to live longer, you got to work longer. And since the same thing happening in France, too, yeah. there were just a whole bunch of protests. Um, I know uh, they're... I don't remember, like, how much they raised the retirement age. Yeah, I'll check it real quick. But, um, and I'm not, I'm not sure, like, all the details is in it, but I'm pretty sure that, um, it was kind of adopted through kind of a shady way, through a loophole or something like that. Yes. I remember reading. Okay, I found it, so... The retirement age for the state pension is 62 for those born in or after 1955. From September, it will raise to 64 for those born in or after 1968. And early retirement is available at age 58 if certain criteria are met. Yeah. So from 62 to 64, um, that... That just, it's, it's frustrating though. 
because especially us as college students, we're getting to that point where we're going to be having our own career soon. And I, I can't imagine, like, I'm really excited to go into my career, but do I want to do that for, let's say, 40 years? Yeah. <laughs> I personally don't think I can because I know mine, you burn out with athletic training. Like, you have to be on your feet all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to carry heavy things. I, I don't think I'm going to be doing that in my 60s. Yeah. And, I mean, or even 50s. just, like, general, like, generally, I mean, it's like the 2020s now, fast forward 40 years to the 2060s. I can't even, like, just, I can't even imagine doing the same thing for that long. I, I think the problem is just society ended working because our society runs on us working. It needs us to work. Mm-hmm. But it's, imagine how nice it would be just to go far away. <laughs> I was I was saying this uh, to my roommates yesterday. We saw some people doing like labor outside. I'm like, imagine how much simpler life would be just doing like labor outside rather than using your brain every day. <laughs> and I know it's hard work, but like I love doing uh outside work, landscaping, gardening. Mm-hmm. And I'm just imagining like if I lived off in the middle of nowhere, didn't have to worry about politics, this or that, and I just like worked uh upkeeping the house or farming or stuff, that that would make me happy. Yeah, because like with those jobs it's more of like it's your own type. Like you Yeah. It's like kind of like you you make your own schedule in a way. Yeah. Kind of like with farming. Like I um, like, grew up about, around a whole bunch of, like, Amish farms, Mm -hmm. and, like, seeing that, like, they have their own land, they have their own shops, and, like, I can admire that. I could, yeah, I could see that kind of being fun. But, yeah, basically, it was a big, big wake-up call on my end. Not a fun, not a fun class, but it's good to know, and more people need to be educated, and plans, I feel like plans need to start being implemented in the U.S. to prevent this. Just because Japan's doing it, China's doing it, uh, Germany, France, uh, other European countries, even even Russia. Like, it's an issue in so many different countries, and they're starting to roll out plans. Um, and in this class specifically, we try not to really focus on the U.S., so we didn't really look at it. But I remember him saying it's not that big of an issue yet. Um, but all these countries are kind of back backlogging the issues it's kind of too far gone and they're just trying to cope with the older people and helping them be functioning members of society so that's definitely something I'm I'm hoping to see um future candidates or people in politics talking about because I've never heard it before yeah I I haven't heard any like mainstream candidates and the fact it's such like a big big issue and risk yeah, it's well it's well taught about in, in the news in other countries, but, you know, U.S. is always behind. <laughs> um, but on to our next topic, Eric has something interesting about thrifting. Yes, so uh, I don't know uh, if you, the listener, have gone thrifting in, like, different settings, like, for example, in an urban area or suburban or rural area, um, but... Uh, last year, I went thrifting in the city here in Philly, and um, I forget the stores, but I, I, I know they're like chain, mm-hmm. like thrift stores or reselling store, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And 
it would just be like a t-shirt nothing special at all and it would be like 20 bucks for what? one t-shirt or um a pair of pants for fifty dollars and really yeah was this in center city yeah and i think also like south street too okay and um i mean i saw something in there for i forget what it was but i remember the price taking i was like two hundred dollars what and then like compared to homes in in a more rural area Mm -hmm. a t-shirt's like a dollar or um yeah like a sweater like a nice sweater would be like 10 yeah no i i've definitely thrifted i i love goodwill Mm because I'm, I would say I'm in like a popular suburban area and the Goodwill I go to, they have a storefront and the bins and the bins like usually it takes, that's all, that's all the ones that aren't usually nice enough to sell or they don't dig through yet. So you can find some decent stuff and they do that by weight. And there's been times where I've bought probably 10 articles of clothing for under 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, sometimes they are crappier. They'll have like a stain or something that I get out or bleach or something. Um, but then if you go into the storefront, t-shirts are five bucks, which I still think is a little overpriced for a t-shirt that's thrifted. Yeah, it is. Because a lot of them, I, I always just shop there because they have some pretty funny ones that are worth more than five bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But I think the most I've ever spent total at a thrift store is 15, 20 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Like getting yeah. multiple things too. Because even at the Goodwill store, like I'll get a couple of things and it's mm-hmm. 20 bucks. And see, I am a like huge sweater guy. Mm-hmm. I have so, so many. But I, I don't like buying new ones because they're $100. Like, really? Why? Yeah. So, sometimes I see like online or like... I forget where, but it would be fifty to a hundred dollars like, for a sweater. For a sweater, that's crazy. Cause yeah. like I, I typically don't buy that many new clothing. Like if I'll, sweaters are things I ask for for Christmas. So I honestly don't know how much they are. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for getting them as gifts, but I swear, like, I maybe I've gotten some from Old Navy before, and they're like twenty, thirty bucks. But I guess they're not, like, the best quality, but that's crazy. Yeah. So, like, for that reason, I like going to, like, the thrift stores to yeah. get them. Because then they're, like, $10. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually better quality. Exactly. Because they're older. Yeah. And, um, but now, like, for some thrift stores in more, like, urban areas, like, raising that price to be, like, okay, it's, like, store-bought brand new, it. It's kind of like economically what's the point of thrifting like it's supposed yeah. to be like a cheaper uh way of buying clothes if you can't afford them like brand new mm-hmm. I mean like don't get me wrong like it's still good that these places are open uh, yeah. for like um environmental reasons and like pollution and waste mm-hmm. uh but how can like how can we think that it's fair like oh this is vintage it's from 30 years ago (laughs) so let's make it 50 dollars and it probably has like someone's like blood sweat and tears in it yeah I that is absolutely insane um I did not know that was a thing because I 
I, I don't go into the city too often. I especially don't shop there because I tried to once. Big mistake. Yeah. I think maybe I went to like Urban or something, which by the way, I've never been to. And then I go to the one in the city and I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> crazy expensive. Um, I think I went to like anthropology or something else. And the stores were cool, but everything. Like you want to buy one item of clothing and it's at least $60. So I can't believe thrifting being that much. I I would think the prices would be a little jacked up because it's the city, but not that much. And especially, like, the city, it's expensive to live there, but there's a lot of poor and homeless people around. And you would think that thrift stores would actually be what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Not jacked up prices. And you know they're just making up prices for profit, too. There's no way. Probably, like, going off, like, what's, like, the trends of today. Like, oh, like, this outfit is now trendy. Like, let's raise the prices for it because it might be in a higher demand than, say, a basic pair of jeans or something. And the whole point of thrifting is not based on the brand or anything. And I've noticed sometimes Goodwill will do that where they think something's more valuable. But a lot of the time, um, they have it organized where it's... Uh, a set price for the item of clothing unless it's a special material which makes sense because like I've seen they have silk things before and those will be more and I remember there was a silk robe that was $12 and I was like that's outrageous because <laughs> everything else was like a dollar two dollars and I'm like why is this robe $12 um I think I think that's the one I actually bought and it was in perfect like mint condition it had a tag wow. on still and it was like Japanese uh, cherry blossoms too. Mm-hmm. Twelve bucks, but first when I saw it, I'm like, that is outrageous. <laughs> I I'm too cheap to shop at Philly. No, I could never. That's yeah. that's crazy. And then probably because of that too, I it's probably because of the trend of thrifting. Everyone thinks it gets cooler to thrift, which like it can be fun. It's a fun mm-hmm. activity, but the whole point when you think about it is for people that can't afford that new clothing or you're just trying to be better environmentally and yeah that's that's insane I guess and one other thing for any people who do thrift um I recommend eBay to find Ooh, really clothes. yeah I've gotten like I didn't even know there was clothes on eBay yeah <laughs> um yeah there's a lot on there you could find pretty much any like article of clothing really that you want and um it like I mean some things of course will be expensive because it is eBay yeah (laughs) and um but you can find like really really good deals you have to bid on stuff on eBay Uh, there are some things but um I'm not too familiar with eBay yeah I've I've sold textbooks on there that's probably the only time (laughs) I used eBay or I think I look for textbooks and then I sold some on there my one of my favorites is Facebook Marketplace <laughs> for clothes. I'm not gonna lie, because I'm on some groups um in the area. It's like Buy Nothing East Falls, Buy Nothing Maniunk, and people give away stuff for free all the time because they don't feel like selling it, and they, you know they just want to give it to a neighbor. Yeah. And I've given away things on those groups before, but sometimes like there was this one. They said it was women's clothing. Like they said the si- the general sizes in it. And when I went to go pick it up, and they always do a contactless pickup, which is nice, so I don't get scared. Like, they just leave it on their front step or something. I just let them know when I'm on the way. Uh And, you know, no money, no anything. And it was two bags of clothing, (laughs) probably about 30 different shirts and some pants in there, too. 
And most of it was not my style, maybe for someone 30, 40 years older than me. (laughs) But there was some really good, like, there was dress pants in there, which would have been expensive. I got them all for free. And I think, like, a nice dress and stuff. I I live by Facebook Marketplace. You see, I'm complete opposite. I would never think that people would sell clothes on there. It's, I, well, on Facebook, I know you guys can't see, um... But once you start looking at things, it updates your recommendations. So, like, recently I was looking at Eagles jerseys. So -hmm. now my whole feed, and these are local, too, are Eagles jerseys. Like, $40 for this one, but it's youth um, for the new Kelly Green ones. But there's a lot of clothes, and you can even search for ones and then find them local. You can buy them. I probably would – oh, see, I wasn't on local – I would honestly only shop locally and do pickup because I don't trust people to ship it. Yeah. That just sketches me out. Um, And I was looking at, like, Ugg slippers, so now I have a lot of those. Um, But there, you can get some good clothes or shoes on there. A lot of time, um, parents will sell stuff on there because, you know, there's usually older people on Facebook. And they have no clue what the price is, so they'll make it really cheap. <laughs> like, I found Lululemon stuff for, like, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, wow. Like, and Nike shorts and all this stuff. And, yeah, I've, I'm not wearing it, but my Apple Watch was from Marketplace. I think it was 85 bucks. Wow. And three bands with it. Because she was like, yeah, like, uh, Apple won't give me any money for it because it's a Gen 4 or something. Just trying to sell it. I don't really care about the price. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I recommend Facebook Marketplace. It is my favorite place ever. dollars was probably originally probably a few hundred. Probably. And it was an older one, but it still works great. Like, it was honestly worth the price because the battery is kind of crappy. And I think, actually, Apple won't accept it because there was a scratch on it. But the scratch is so minimal, I don't even notice it. Um, Yeah, I, I love Facebook Marketplace. You'll find really... Obscure, like, look, Patagonia fleece, 25 bucks. Oh, that's nice. And that's a nice one, but if you were at a thrift store, how much would that be? 100, probably. <laughs> Philly, don't, Philly thrift stores, stay away. That's, yes. I think that's the motto of this uh, podcast is we're all doomed and mm-hmm. don't shop in Philly if you're trying to save money. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Of course, glad to glad to do this. Yeah, it was fun. great. Uh we will see you guys next time.